This year was an epic year in terms of what we did as a team. And we were recognized, as you said, by Fast Company for most innovative company for the first time actually ever for ABI. And the best part about this was that seeing the teams around the world, our global innovation community, be so proud about what we've achieved because it's been a long journey and a transformation. And for us, it was very fulfilling to see the recognition come from Fast Company and also just celebrate as a team. Welcome to another very special episode of Talking on Tap, the podcast that takes you inside ABN BAP. I'm your host, Elaine McCrimmon, Global Director of Reputation and External Engagement. Innovation runs in our DNA. We're constantly looking for ways to improve and serve up new products that meet consumer and customer needs. That's why today we're joined by Jonathan Ritter, Global Head of Innovation, and Marie Van Blaricum, Global Head of Insights, to discuss ABMBAV's innovation mission and highlight some of our latest innovations. So what does our approach look like at ABI and how do these innovations address consumer needs? Let's find out. I have two great guests that I'm excited to introduce you to. Marie Van Blaricom, our Global Head of Insights, and Jonathan Ritter, our Global Head of Innovation. Marie, Jonathan, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thank you, Elaine. Super excited to be here. You both have amazing roles at the company. Can you share a little bit about your background and your career and what led you to your role, Marie, as Global Head of Insights? Absolutely. So I'm a bit of an ABI newbie. I joined at the end of last year. And I specialize in large-scale transformations and insights, data, and innovation. And I joined ABI after many, many years at Unilever leading the digitization of the function there, as well as the building of the first-party data and digital hubs. So I'm passionate about the founder's mindset that ABI brings and the mission ahead to continue to digitize our business and drive organic growth. So eight months down and very happy to be here and love what we're doing. Welcome to ABM Bev. It's great to have you join. And Jonathan, let's hear more about your career, particularly the length of time that you've also been at ABM Bev and now in your role as global head of innovation. For sure. So I'm in my 15th year at ABM Bev. I joined the company as part of our MBA program. And over the last 15 years, I've had a very interesting career path starting off with marketing finance, then moving into our uh, sports and entertainment team, followed by leading the launch of Michelob Ultra, where I got a real taste of what innovation is all about. And then most recently, the last eight years, led innovation in Canada for three, and then moved to New York to our global office five years ago. And now I've been leading the team for the last couple of years. And you know, every day is a learning day and uh, a day where you know, we've been able to launch a lot of interesting and amazing products for our consumers. Jonathan, I think we're going to have to take some time and have a joint celebration. It's my 15th year at AB InBev as well. So tell us more. Thank you. Tell us more, Jonathan, around what does innovation mean here at AB InBev? 
Yeah, so great question. I think there's three things that we always talk about. The first one is our mission is to address and solve unmet need for consumers and deliver superior products. And you're going to hear about it over the next couple of minutes about why superiority is so important to us. The second thing is, is our aim is to create products to better address consumer behaviors, right? Consumer behaviors are changing all the time. And we need to make sure that we stay ahead of the curve and make sure we go where consumers are going. And then finally, our goal is to leverage innovation to lead and grow the category, our great category of beer, and also to continue to enable a future with more cheers for our consumers now and in the future. So yeah, those are the three things that really make up what innovation at ABI looks like. And again, our goal is to make sure that we're meeting those unmet needs and delivering superior products so our consumers can enjoy today and in the future. Fantastic. And Marie, can you tell us about the innovation and insights transformation? Consumers are, they're king for innovation. So it's really critical that we are ensuring product market fit, that we're doing that in a relevant digital context for consumers, and that we're doing that in a way that is faster to market than our competitors. And so the transformation that we're leading in innovation is really critical that it centers around and lines up with the digital transformation of the company. There's this great saying I love, which is you're either doing digital right or marketing wrong. And that's so true for innovation too. So the transformation we're bringing is very much around ensuring that we're bringing the reality and context of digital in their lives to the center of what we do and all elements of marketing and especially in innovation, that we're using digital as a way to build more inclusive innovation. Because if you think about the capabilities you can bring with digital, you're able to bring an innovation to market that serves many needs and groups and use digital to be able to reach them with the right message, the right time, the right product offering, and do that in a really data-driven way. And then the third part as well, too, is digital is an innovation paradise. Like digital unlocks the ability for us to be able to iterate and experiment and test and learn in a way that we weren't able to do 10, 15 years ago. And so Bringing that transformation innovation around digital and leveraging the power of digital and innovation is really going to continue to unlock for us that organic growth that we want from innovation and that consumer relevance that we need from innovation. Jonathan, digital transformation is such an important topic for us and a journey that we've been on. Can you share more from your perspective how important it is and why? Yeah, I think even just stepping back, Elaine, I think if you look back over the last three years, our whole innovation strategy and transformation has been great, right? In terms of two key things that we focused on. One is we developed four key principles that our innovation strategy is rooted upon. And then the second thing is we focused on fundamentals. Let me just take you through the first four principles. First is that we look at a superiority. One thing that we are obsessed about in our innovation team at an ABI is to really provide superior products to our consumers. Why that's so important is because superiority drives category growth and it provides the foundation to build this sustainable competitive advantage. We want to make products that are so good that consumers recognize the difference. And also when they have an experience that lifts their expectations above what they want, it makes it harder for them to go back to the product that they used to drink, right? And again, this is the basis for our competitive advantage. The second principle that we always talk about as part of our strategy is about sustainability. We want to make sure that we're creating products So we're going where consumers are going. If we do that, that's going to enable us to have consistent year-over-year growth with our innovations. 
The next one's all about scalability. So scalability is extremely important because it's important in the sense that ABI is a big company and we need to make sure that we're leveraging our proprietary gifts. Our proprietary gift is our amazing scope of all of our markets. So we need to leverage that competitive advantage. In the past, sometimes we were focusing on maybe some small problems. We need to make sure that we're addressing these big consumer pain points so that when one market does well, we can take that and scale it across the world. And then finally, our last principle that we always talk about is incrementality. One of our goals for innovation is to make sure that we're addressing new consumers, new segments, and new occasions. And when we do that, that's how we drive incremental growth for ABI. And then the second thing that we put a lot of focus on is fundamentals. Similar to sports, when you're an athlete, you need to make sure that you're focusing on a couple fundamentals and keep repeating what you're doing to make you successful. Well, there's no difference with innovation. So we have three fundamentals that we focus on. One is about the consumer, which we're obsessed about. We need to make sure that we understand, again, where they're going. The second thing that we developed were seed hubs around the world. This was a best practice that we took from the U.S. innovation team. And the reason why we set up seed hubs is because we want to embed an entrepreneurial and venture capital mindset within our teams. It's really that founder mindset. And what we do here is we want to make sure that our seed hubs are de-risking high uncertain innovations so that when we de-risk, and we feel confident, that's when we can scale around the world. And personally, for me, being back in Canada, I wish we had this set up when I was there because we had some certain innovations that we might have gone too quickly into the market without taking a step back, understanding the levels of uncertainty to de-risk to build confidence before we scale. Because when we feel confident, our third fundamental is a program called Prove and Move. And what Prove and Move is, is that we have specific pillars of proven solutions that we scale around the world. And over the last year and a half, we've been able to scale over 50 products, delivering over a billion dollars. So again, that's just an example of how our three fundamentals come to life. And it's something that we've been working with all of our innovation teams to really focus on to set us up for long-term success. I think if we just pause on that, like 50 innovations, and I think coming from the outside, that's something that is just incredible about innovation at ABI is the speed with which they can move with those seeds, with that scale. It's something that Ritter and team have built in a really unique way to be able to leverage how flexible we are with our ability to move so quickly. And like really very, very cool. You think about all the different options you can try and really figuring out how to serve the consumer the best that you can. So I just wanted to pause on that because like 50 innovations is just an incredible amount in just one of the early years of innovation in this new model. Yeah, it's a really great team and I work very closely with her and can really see the the one team mentality that comes through. And I know your experience in Canada means what you're preparing at Global is really based on what the BUs need and BUs being our business unit. So Marie, why is integration so important for innovation? Yeah, at the speed that we're moving, it's really critical that we have um, Ritter and I <laughs> talk about the I-team, which is the hand-in-hand relationship with insights and innovation. Because you think about what we're trying to do to get that really fast movement in circle is every single step of the way, we have to have that integration. So when identifying forward-looking opportunities as far as where are the innovation hotspots, where are the consumers going that's hand-in-hand and to transition that very quickly into mixes and how to best go to market. That relationship is so intertwined to where we're balancing what's plausible from the business side and what's best to advocate for the consumers and meeting in the middle all those things of strategy and consumer need and our ability to deliver. 
And then of course, once we launch, one of the big things we've had to tackle on is how we can look at the right metrics quickly to be able to make the decisions we need to make to optimize and market and to decide what to continue to accelerate. And when you're talking about the scale that Ritter and team have built with so many innovations, that has to be just such a well-oiled partnership. And really, it's a blast because it also creates this ability for our teams to not only partner closely, but to help build on each other and to help figure out and tinker and optimize and make everything the best it can be, rather than the traditional view of insights, which was more like this gatekeeper, the keeper of the no, the one that stopped things. When you change it towards how do we make it the best it can be for consumers and for the business, it turns into this really awesome, mutually beneficial building relationship that we strive towards here. So Richard, we need to know the secrets. What is the winning formula? What are the keys to success? So one thing that you mentioned before about this whole hashtag one team, we started this hashtag one team four years ago. And what hashtag one team means is that we support each other, care about each other, but also work very closely together. And the thing about our team is no one really cares who gets the credit because when we win, we all win together. And sort of the secret formula for the whole scalability piece that we've been able to do over the last two years is that we set up these individual cross-functional SWAT teams. And what that means is we have a team member from each individual group that works together. So that's legal corporate affairs, that's supply, that's marketing, that's innovation. And the magic happens because everyone's working together. Everyone understands we're focused on five different pillars. You know, one being McAlter, where we've been able to scale to over 15 markets, right? And then when everyone's working together, everyone's supporting each other, caring about each other, working collaboratively. That's where the magic happens. And that's what's been able to give us the ability to be able to scale so quickly in the right way. Yeah, I think that's as well too, like one of the things I've really enjoyed about working with Ritter and team is that not only is it about the work that they do, but they're creating this environment, gets regular kind of big outside in thinking events and trainings and really trying to build not just the best innovation, but the best innovators and building people who are holistic, who are passionate about outside in and not just about, you know, kind of executing the innovation projects. And I think Back to that, you know, one team, one dream, that idea that I think we just heard this in a town hall the other day of a winning team versus a team of winners, making sure that it's all building towards that kind of magic that the team brings to the business. Yeah. And then all of these successes, what are you most proud of? Yeah. So there's two projects that we worked on this year that we're very proud about. One being Corona Sunbrew. And the reason why we're so proud first of Corona Sunbrew is because it's a product that really reflects our fundamentals and also our four principles. And I'll just go in a bit deeper with that. So Corona Sunbrew is a non-alcoholic product for Corona that we actually infused it with vitamin D. And what's so special about this product is when you think about non-alcoholic products, people always think about What are we taking out of it? And what we actually did was we actually put something in it. It's the first time we've ever actually put something into one of our non-alcoholic products. So again, it's that point of differentiation where we can meet unmet needs for consumers. And so far, we've seen very encouraging results in Canada. It's been in market for about four months. But again, we're hearing very good feedback from consumers. And we believe that this is something that we can keep in the market for a long time, addressing that whole principle about sustainability. But again, why that's happening is because we're going where consumers are going, we're addressing the megatrends, and we have a very solid team behind this that's been helping to launch it. The second project that we're proud about is a project that we recently launched in the UK called Stella Artois Unfiltered. Why we're proud about this is because this is an example of how we're integrating our digital platforms with innovation. 
So we leverage our direct-to-consumer solution, Perfect Draft, to exclusively release this innovation through our e-commerce channel. Why this is so impactful is because this has been an inspirational case study for the rest of our innovation community to see the power of leveraging DTC to start, to de-risk, to understand what consumers are saying. Because once we get that information from the consumers, we're able to pivot and make sure that we're set up for success for long-term. And early results have been great. Again, early on, but we're very bullish on what's going on with this innovation. So again, just to reinforce the power of digital integration allows us to learn quickly, better data to set us up for success for long-term. Yeah. And those are amazing innovations. We should definitely speak to those teams and get a bit more insight behind those successes. And I do think, Jonathan, you're being a little bit modest in the sense that wasn't there a big award this year? I know I'm certainly proud of the company when it comes to Fast Company. Can you share a little bit more about what we achieved? For sure. Yeah. So this year was an epic year in terms of what we did as a team. And we were recognized, as you said, by Fast Company for most innovative company for the first time actually ever for ABI. And the best part about this was that seeing the teams around the world, our global innovation community, be so proud about what we've achieved because it's been a long journey and a transformation. Yeah. And for us, it was very fulfilling to see the recognition come from Fast Company and also just celebrate as a team. So there were a lot of different projects that we were shortlisted for, but it was, again, just great to see the community come together and celebrate. And again, this is just the beginning, right? So we're looking to keep going, to keep learning and be on the list. It's an amazing achievement to get to 12th. And it really just strikes me how innovation runs through everything that we're doing and just the breadth of the entries for Fast Company, uh, really inspiring work. So... Turning now to any advice that you'd be giving to companies who are wanting to improve their innovation, but also for people who are maybe looking to turn into innovation or insights as a career. Starting with you, Marie, what advice would you give? Yeah, I would have three things, I would say. One is be very aware and weary of solutions looking for problems. I think if you look across many of the innovations that don't land in market, it is the exact case of a solution looking for a problem without the clear product market fit. But more broadly, I think two things there is one is don't underestimate the mindset shift that's needed versus the process shift. And I think that's something we've seen over and over again. A lot of times people start in process of innovation or process of how to bring transformation about. And what they learn is that it's actually 80% mindset and then 20% process to support that transformation. And that has a lot to do with how you build that culture and how you build that momentum for the transformation you want. And the last thing I'd say as well to you is on that transformation, like find those spotlights and support them, feature them, cheer them on, because there's an assumption that an entire organization moves at once. But the reality is they always have adoption curves. And so you will have your early adopters. And so really finding them, celebrating them, highlighting them and encouraging them will help bring the organization along versus going to everyone at once. That's great advice, particularly that on the mindset. And I'm curious, did we see a shift in speed during COVID with that mindset shift? Were we able to bring our innovations faster? 
Yeah, I think COVID, what it really did for us was accelerate a lot of the megatrends that were about to happen and it brought a lot closer. So we talk about premiumization and wellness. So that's when we talk about the non-Alex or Corona Sunbra. I think it did help accelerate some of the consumer pull from some of our innovations. But yeah, it did accelerate a lot of the megatrends that we're seeing today. And we're seeing it benefit some of the innovations that we've launched in the marketplace. And Elaine, just to answer your question too, about some of the key success factors, we always talk about three things when someone says, okay, what makes our group successful? There's three things. The first one is hashtag one team. Again, we started that four years ago. What that means is collaboration. It means caring for your teammates. And it also means supporting, right? So we always say that when you don't care who gets the credit, that's when you win. And I can say for our global innovation community, that's what our foundation is all about. And it's something that we celebrate if something does well in Argentina, something does well in Mexico, we're very happy for each other. The second thing that we always talk about is resilience. So in innovation, there is no finish line, right? So you need to always be aware that it is a bit of a roller coaster. Sometimes you come into the office and some things don't go as planned. Sometimes they go as planned. But at the end of the day, you have to be resilient. It's part of the game. And that's what keeps me energized every single day. And then the last point, I think the most important point is about continuous learning. For our innovation group, you have to be curious. You have to love the discovery part of it. We work in a group where we're probably failing 60% of the time, right? And it's like sports. It's like baseball where, you know, if you strike out two out of three times, you're still going to go to the Hall of Fame. So we need that mindset of saying, okay, we might fail. We might discover stuff, but we need to still have that energy to keep learning. Because every interaction, every innovation that might not go as planned could be a hidden insight for us in the future. So again, those are the three things that I believe for our team are key success factors. And we also believe that if we focus on these three things and we're consistent, that allows us to help, again, lead and grow the categories for our amazing industry. Fantastic advice. Thank you both for sharing. And thank you both for joining us on Talking on Tap. Thank you. Thanks, Elaine. I do hope you all get a chance to enjoy some of our new innovative products soon. There is so much to learn on the power of insights and innovations. It is amazing to witness how these innovations are directly addressing consumer needs. That just leaves me to say a big thank you to Jonathan Ritter, Global Head of Innovation, and Marie Van Blaricum, Global Head of Insights, for joining us on Talking on Tap. And of course, a big thanks to our listeners. If you'd like to learn more, please visit ab-inbev.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. If you've enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us. And if you think others will enjoy it too, please share. We are AB InBev. This is Elise Puma from the AB InBev legal team. This podcast was recorded and is being made available by AB InBev solely for informational purposes and is general in nature. The information, statements, comments, views, and opinions expressed or provided in this podcast, including by speakers who are not officers, employees, or agents of AB InBev, are not necessarily those of AB InBev and may not be current. AB InBev does not make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any of the content contained in this podcast. Nor does AB InBev offer any sort of legal, financial, or other advice in the podcast content. Any liability, therefore, is expressly disclaimed. Certain of the statements may have been forward-looking in nature and based on current expectations and views of future events and developments of the speakers, and are naturally subject to uncertainty and changes in circumstances. 
AB InBev does not undertake any obligation to provide any form of update, amendment, change, or correction to any of the information, statements, comments, views, or opinions set forth in this podcast.